Thanks for listening to the Odd Couple Podcast. Be sure to check us out live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. It is the Odd Couple. I am Chris. He is Rob. We're live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. We got our man TJ Hushmanzada, former Pro Bowl wide receiver, joining us at the bottom of the hour. He, of course, is the co-host of the wildly popular Saturday radio show here on Fox Sports Radio called Up On Game. And he will join us at the bottom of the hour, so keep it locked for that. Uh, you're in the midst of a Monday night battle, and this is a great one as far as importance and all of that. It's the Rams up 7-3 to three on the Arizona Cardinals in a great NFC West battle that the Rams absolutely need to win, and uh, so far so good for them. Matthew Stafford and Odell Beckham Jr., two, two embattled players, Rob. Yep. Hooking up on the first touchdown for the Rams. And, and Chris, so far, a bad night for Kyler Murray. He missed a wide-open receiver, right? Could have gave him a touchdown. Yep. They got the three points. And then they're in the red zone, and he throws a pick. Yep. So he's yep. had – You're absolutely right. It should be 14. I mean, uh, definitely uh, not a good night so far. Still 9.48 to go in the first half. It's – uh, this is one of those games, statement game for Stafford and the Rams, because um, they need a win over. A they good need team. a good win. They do. Absolutely. They need. I it. think. I think Stafford's lost his last three against teams yeah. with winning records. Yeah, and we know that he was eight and sixty-eight coming to L.A. against teams with winning records. Exactly. So, so. and Rob, I, I think, and Rob Woodson touched on this. You know. <laughs> And you, I think, had Arizona in number one in your power rankings last week, which I get. I mean, they they deserve it just because of what they've done this year so far. But I don't believe, and I don't think you believe, that they're the best team in the NFL. No. I mean, because it's not just strictly, you know what I mean, like a win total. You look at wins, degree of difficulty, who'd you beat, you know what I mean? Things like that matter. I think. Right. And it may be unfair to them, but it's just like they haven't done it. I mean, they're going to go from, you know, a, a poor team to all of a sudden being the best team in the NFL like that. It's it's just hard to fathom. And maybe they'll prove us wrong. Yeah. But they got to go out and prove not only us, Rob, but I think the majority of the football world uh, is looking at them kind of, you know, with a side eye. Like, okay, they're, they're good. They're cute. But they're cute. Yeah. You know. Right. Right. They're not beating Green Bay, Tampa Bay. I mean, those are the two teams, Rob, that I think most, just about everybody has as the two best teams in the NFC. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Tampa Bay, Green Bay. It, it seems like it's coming down to an Aaron Rodgers, uh, Tom Brady matchup. And, Rob, that's why, and both of them are 10-3, and three. that first playoff spot in the uh, NFC is going to be huge. Oh, yeah. You get the bye, you get home field advantage, you know. It's, oh, it it's makes a big, big. difference. Uh, absolutely. Yep, yep. So, uh, all right, um, 
Speaking of the NFC playoffs, of course, the Dallas Cowboys look like they'll be their big win for them over Washington, which gave them, Rob, a three-game three lead in the NFC East, which we know is a weak division, um, with just four games remaining. So they should win that division. No surprise there to people. Um, but I think Dallas, and, and like, if I had to rank teams in the NFC – it would be Tampa, Green Bay, Arizona, the Rams, and then Dallas. Like, they'd be in that fifth slot. And so, I don't expect them to make a lot of noise. What I expected going into the season was that they'd win their division, they were capable of winning a playoff game, and that was it. And I'm still right there. Right. But I, you, you know I've been a champion for Dak Prescott. And I do, I've said he's elite early in the year when he proved to me, at least, Mm -hmm. that he could come out and throw for big yardage and either win, because they didn't beat Tampa Bay. Remember that? Right. But he threw, he put him on his back and had a huge game and they almost beat him. Um, And then, of course, he did beat New England, threw for 445 yards, three touchdowns and a pick. Good win there, though. And then he got hurt. And, Rob, he has not been the same since the calf injury and or since he came back from it. And it, 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 whether it's that, I, I guess it's probably that. Because, I, like I said, I thought he was playing at an elite level earlier in the year. But right now he's not playing at an elite level. And I don't think, I don't have the faith right now that he can put them on his back and lead mm. them. And here's what I'm defining, how I'm defining the lead. Because I do think he's a great leader. I think those guys in the locker room love him. We saw that when Lyle Collins dropped. You saw he got ejected this weekend for defending Dak mm-hmm. in the, against Washington. And remember, Rob, a year ago when Andy Dalton got hurt, you know, remember there was like a late hit on Andy Dalton and nobody came to his defense. Right, I remember And people that. made a big deal out of that. So right. I, I think Dak is a leader. I think he's got intangibles and all that. But when I say lead, I mean – when nothing, when the running game isn't working and they need you to put them on their back, your back, can you throw your team to victory over good teams like Aaron Rodgers, like Tom Brady, like Patrick Mahomes? And right now I would have to say no. Um, I think right now he's looking more like a game man, as I thought he was earlier in his career, right. a game manager who's capable of making big plays but not the guy you can just say, okay, we, we can't run it with Zeke. We can't run it with Pollard. Dak, you got to throw for 300-plus and lead us to victory. I just don't see that happening uh, in the playoffs with them, Rob. Yeah, that says, that says a lot. Um, and I, I'm, not bl- I'm not blaming you for thinking that on where he is. You know, I've always pushed back on him being elite. I know he's put up some numbers and had some games. I just didn't think when I, you know, when you talk about elite, and when I talk about elite, I'm talking about like the handful of three or four quarterbacks. You know, Chris, everybody. Well, and you know, right. I never, even as I was saying he was right. elite, you never I, I put always him in that. said he was right. below. Yeah, those guys I just mentioned. Right, but you know what I'm saying, like, right, like, like he was never in the Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes class. Like right. that, that's Agreed. that to me is elite, the elite, elite win you a game, do what you got to do. Uh, and I remember the Cowboys and always thought of the Cowboys 
of when this new wave or new group, it was about them running the football. And I know Ezekiel's not the same. And that's when Dak, you know, when they were running the ball. Not that he can't play. I'm not saying that or he's a bum or anything, you know. But I really believe the Cowboys were a better team when it wasn't only about Dak. You know, that that I agree. When it wasn't about him and he was a part of it, you know, and an important part, but he wasn't he wasn't the guy. He was more like, let's just keep it real. He was more like Tom Brady early in his career. Right. You know, where it's not all about him, but obviously he's playing well and, you know, he's contributing and and this and that. But um, but I agree. And, Rob, it, it was almost like like last year, and you and I both pushed back when everybody was talking, oh, my God, Dak throwing for 450 yards a game. Well, they, they were coming. They were comebacks. Right. They were the defense were getting soft we so said they were that, up right. a few touchdowns. Right. That's and, what and defenses do, that, right? Right. We saw it, Rob. It was the same thing this Sunday. And that's why I was bothered with Buffalo acting like they had done something heroic by coming back. And I get it at a certain point you get close enough then it becomes, you know, real football again. Right. But until, at a certain point the defense goes soft and wants you to eat up clock and if it means giving up some yardage so be it, but yeah, I, I think, look, I do think Rob Dak can get there. Now, I, I don't think he's ever, like, I think he's a notch below the group you mentioned. And I would throw Russell Wilson in that group as well. Right, right. We can't, right, we can't like, group. drop him out right. because this year is not great. He's, and, and he's been hurt. Right, right. right. He's played I, right. through injuries, I, been hurt. I don't have game. a problem with that. Okay. But I think Dak, is, would you... Would you put him in that second group? I just think he's underneath that. That you know what? That, yeah, yeah, he's underneath yeah. that top. He's level, underneath but that. But I think he's in that second tier. And, yeah, and that's the group that I'm calling elite because I don't think everybody's elite. There's only a ham, only a handful of guys who are really in that class. When you start talking about Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Mahomes, it ain't that. You talking and, about and, three and, of the best ever, right? And uh-huh. then and then you add Russell Wilson who had. Has had a, a great career so far right. and went to a couple Super Bowls, you know what I mean, and played in big games and all that. And too many people have those resumes. And here's the problem, Rob, for Dallas. In a, it, obviously, in addition to Dax, because, look, the defense looked good against Washington. Micah Parsons obviously is a monster. But there, Zeke just has not gotten it going, Rob. And whether it's the knee – whether it's age, you know, whatever it is, he just can't get it done right now. It's as simple as that. And Tony Pollard has the foot injury. Now, I don't – Rob G, hop in here because, Rob, I don't know if you saw this. Now, Skip said today on Undisputed uh-huh. that Pollard – he thinks Pollard could be out basically the rest of the season because he's got a torn – you know, he's got plantar fasciitis or plantar fascia. And it's torn. Rob G, what is what are the reports? Because I haven't seen that type of report. I just know he has the foot injury, Tony Pollard, and he's out. Well, Skip may have better sourcing than the rest of us because the latest reports to come out of Dallas on uh, Monday, mid-morning on Monday, mm-hmm. was that they think he might be able to play on Sunday. Okay. Wow. So, well, that, that, see, I it's was one of those things that, where he's going to be hurt either way. It's just does he want to play on it? You know, kind of. Right. Thing. I was thinking that you know, okay, he's out, but he'll be back eventually. And then, like I said, Skip, Skip was just saying he thinks he might be out all season because he's got plantar fascia and all that. So maybe he was just you know speculating. It, yeah, speculating that the 
the toughest, you know, the darkest moment or something. I, I don't know, you know, but looking at it, the worst. But, Rob, the bottom line is if Tony Pollard and Zeke can't give them the run game that they need, it's not going to happen for them this year. It happened. I mean, like, I definitely don't think they're getting to the Super Bowl. Just forget, even if, like, I just don't think they're as good as Green Bay and Tampa Bay. Right. In the but, NFC, right. And they right. Would, they would be uh, – yeah, I'm with you. I Without they, the run game, I give them no chance. Yeah, they need the run game to neutralize other teams and how they play them. And uh, without it, they, they're pretty much one-dimensional. And you can defend that, Chris. You can defend Absolutely. that. Absolutely. All right, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Is it time to concede that Dak Prescott is not an elite quarterback your turn to weigh in with Chris and Rob, The Odd Couple, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It is The Odd Couple, Fox Sports Radio. That's right. Coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. And uh, Rob Parker, Chris Broussard, and we, hey, we got a great football game going, Monday Night Football. The Cardinals have just scored James Conner with a one-yard run on fourth down. They went for it. It is now tied 10-10. All right, we are live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. And look, perform even better as you age with M-Drive. No joke. It's a supplement for driven men that supports natural testosterone production to boost strength and energy, visit mdriveformen.com and try it for yourself. Don't let age beat you. Go get mdrive. All right. Uh, Rob, I mentioned it to Rob Woodson. It was a great game yesterday between Tampa Bay and Buffalo. Tampa Bay jumps out to the 24-3 lead. Cruising. Looks like it's over. And then the Bills rushed back. I mean, it was it was like they were up big even heading into the fourth quarter. Uh, they were up 27 to 10. And then um, Buffalo came back and, you know, fourth quarter ended up tying the football game and pushing it into over uh, into overtime and losing uh, on a 58 yard touchdown pass from Brady to Brashad uh, Perryman. But Buffalo, Rob, fell to 7-6. and six. You and I always talk about quality of your opponent and can you beat the good teams. Well, they're 1-4 against teams with winning records this year. They've lost their last four against teams with winning records. And I didn't like their attitude after the game. They clearly sounded like they were taking it as a moral victory. At one point, Josh Allen even stumbled and said it was a win. And then he said, I mean, the loss, like, like that's how he really, proud they were. He really of said themselves. that? I didn't hear yeah. that. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, he did. He I said, don't know how you could ever think that. Like, when you walked off that field, you know whether you won or lost. Okay, yeah, right. he, I mean, it, it may have just been a misst- misstatement, but he did say, you know, we're going to something, 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 and, you know, this win, I mean, this loss. Like, like, And he said he's super, super proud. And, look, I get they showed some resiliency. 
But the bottom line is they should be beyond that at this point in the season. You were expected to reach the Super Bowl by a lot of people. And when they And right now you're out you're darn near out of the playoffs. You're in seventh seed right now. And two games behind New England in your division, which everyone expected you to win. And they just, to me, Rob, cannot be settling for freaking moral victories at this point. And, and, and think about this. After that game where they beat Kansas City in Kansas, you remember that? That seemed like that was last year, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, they, they look great. They look great. Yep. We were like, oh, my God. Like, well, like look and at the And a lot bill. of that was probably that Kansas City, that's right, was in the heart of their struggles. But, I mean, th- since that point, Rob, when they were 4-1, and one, they've lost three. They've gone 3-5. and five. They're 3-5. and five. Wow. And yesterday, they've had the best pass defense in the league. Well, Tom Brady chewed them up for 363 yards. And I mentioned the game-winning score they give to. Perryman was on the scout team in Tampa Bay two weeks ago. I covered his dad. His dad played in Detroit. Yeah. Brett, yep, yep. And so, Rob, I just think that your mentality, they, and I get Rod made a point, okay, they're trying to look for the positive. Right, because of what happened against New England and they got the balls run down their throat, you know, and and they look terrible there, so maybe. But I'm with you. Like, like it's about winning. That's all it's about. It's not about character development at the the pro level. I mean, yeah, we want high character guys and all that, but – this ain't about resiliency, participation trophies. You shouldn't have been oh, down 24 hard. nothing. Right. I mean, 24, what, 24 That's three. the thing. I think you should have came out like, look, we should have showed up at the beginning of the game like we did in the second half. No excuses. We're not here to, you know, make it close. We're here to win football games. We think we're the best team in the league, and we didn't show it today. Nah, shame I, on us. Shame you know? on us. Right, because that's where they are now. And they were in such a bad spot, and uh, it's hard to look at them. I mean, they had success last year. You thought coming back and the way they got off to such a great start, but it's been a struggle, as you said, since four and one. A, a, a right? Big, excuse me, a big time struggle. It's not. It's ridiculous how bad it's been. Do you have, like, if you had to pick a favorite in the AFC right now, who would you pick? It's hard for me to do it coming off of that. You know what I mean? To still be with them, but I'm not going to give up the ghost yet. I, I mean, mean, they, they still weren't got... your pick. No, they weren't your my pick. Your pick was Baltimore. Baltimore, Baltimore. Which, which looks just as bad. Right. They're in a, they're in a malaise. They've had injuries. Right. They're beat up. So at right. least in that case, you can make a case for Baltimore saying, I understand why they are where they are, whereas Buffalo is not nearly – uh, in that situation, and you can't explain why they are, you know, where they are. Right. The the thing with the not AFC to make excuses, is, but you right, know, right. right. But at least you can well, see. And, it. And, and as you know, I mean, I, I've I've got Kansas City. They were my preseason pick. I'm still with them in the AFC. But part of it, Rob, too, at least right now, uh, every contender, I would say, outside of Kansas City, which is one six straight. At this point, every other contender has been inconsistent, right? You don't know from week to week what Chargers team, what Bengals team, what Bills team, what Ravens team is showing up. Now, New England, they are consistent. I will give them that. I think the the, the challenge for them 
And they are a legit contender. Like, if if I had to pick the team that I think is second behind New England, I mean uh, Kansas City, it would be New England. But the challenge there is that I think Mahomes is so much better than Mac Jones. Now, obviously, Belichick's going to have something to say with it with his defense. But I think Mahomes is just, you know, so much better than Mac Jones. Mac Jones is a rookie that, you know, that's going to be tough for them. And I also, Rob, I would say Indianapolis, if they can get in, they've played some good football lately. And I think they're, they're, they've been fairly consistent once they've gotten their footing. No doubt. They, they, they might be dangerous if they get in. Right. I, I, I would agree with that. I think they will because they can run the ball and we know how big that is in the cold months. So, all right, it is the Odd Couple, Chris and Rob, live in the Fox Radio Sports Radio studios. We got our man TJ Hoochman Zada, former Pro Bowl wide receiver, coming up in a few moments. But first, Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. We're live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. Our next guest is a former Pro Bowl wide receiver, co-host of the great Fox Sports Radio Saturday morning show. Up on game, it's our man TJ Hushmanzada. What's up, brother? Hoosh. Man, I'm doing good, man. But Shekel City isn't doing oh, as well as y'all doing, huh? Man, <laughs> who's you know, they are? There's a mutiny in the streets, man. man. Shekel City, the 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 citizens are pissed at Rob. Hoosh, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Steph had the you know the bad night in Philly. I'm like, they're playing Indiana. He's going for the record. All he needed to do was win by five. I thought it was a slam dunk. Is the game over? And now they're only up by two with like they're 13 gonna seconds. They're going to win by two, maybe. Yeah. Yes. You better hope they start fouling. No, I want, I, all I want is <laughs> right. uh, I want uh, Indiana to tie it and send it to overtime. That's what I need. All right, Hoosh. Uh, let's look at this game tonight. Arizona, the Rams. Rams up 13-10 late in the second quarter. Rob and I were talking earlier how you know, obviously the the Cardinals have been impressive this year. They got the best record in the league. They even won without Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. But no one seems to fully believe in them, including us. Like, I think they're good, but I don't think they're the best team in the league. I, would, I don't expect right. them to come out of the NFC. Where are you at on them? And if, you, if you're where Rob and I are at, why do you feel like, you know, why aren't you ready to just give them the props as they look like the best team in the NFL? Very rarely does a team go from where they were last year to representing their conference in a Super Bowl. Right. And so there's there's steps that you must take, and right. that's why. Will, will they make it to the playoffs? That's obvious. Will they represent the NFC in the Super Bowl? Absolutely not. <laughs> because there, there, there are steps that they're going to have to take as a team and an organization with Kyler Murray as their quarterback. Get into the playoffs, get a feel for it, see the pressure and what it entails. 
and then let's see what happens in the next couple of years. I, I don't see them representing. I don't even know if they're the best team. They have the best record, but are they? The, I I believe they're going to lose this game tonight. I, I don't know if they can beat the Bucks in the playoffs if the game mattered. Um, in the NFC right now, I don't know if anybody can beat Green Bay the way they're playing. No, I agree. I mean, Green Bay, the thing about them, uh, TJ, is they their defense, they can make plays. We've seen them, you know, get interceptions at the end of the game to win the game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, we know what he can do with the football, throwing it, and they can run the ball. What can't this team do? It's almost, and when you look at it, they're missing two players on defense that arguably may be their two best players in Zadarius Smith and uh, Jair Alexander. And so they'll get those talk, guys back, right? You talk Green Bay; it's it's just crazy how good they are. It's really crazy how good Aaron Rodgers is. Just that game last night against the Bears, like, oh man, the Bears return a punt. Yep. They they they're doing it. Normally, when you return a special teams touchdown, you win that game. All right, all right, all right. Let me go in at halftime, get myself together, get this team together. We're gonna come out and put it on them. And they just turned it on. And it's not many teams that can do that. And Green Bay's one of them. What we're talking about, Kansas City as well. And and I think who's not that they're necessarily there right now, but I think this team could be this year for all that they've gone through in the beginning of the year. They could end up being the best team of this Patrick Mahomes era, at least, you know, so far these last three, there. four years. Because I think their offense could be more balanced. He's taking more stuff underneath. He's showing more patience. Their drives are longer. It's not all home runs, which I think has helped the defense. And the defense is better than I think it's been these past several years. Are you with me on that, or you think, nah, they they're struggling and – you know, they got a shot in the AFC, but they're, they're not what they used to be. Just for the people that's listening, I don't know what they're going to ask me. I have no idea which questions um, I'm going to be asked. But, Chris, we on the same page, man. I, I said this last week. The Kansas City Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. They're, they're, well, they, defense, they're better than their Super Bowl winning team? They're better than that? That defense is playing so well – the offense is, is the reason why teams and people are like, ah, I'm not so sure right. about the Chiefs. That all, once they can play complementary football, which they've been – well, they did it very well yesterday. If this defense can continue to play this way, that offense, it's only a matter of time. If they can continue, the Chiefs are going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl and playing the way they're playing defensively, it has potential to be the best team. That right. offensive line, you know, was a question mark going into the season. Now it's late in the season. They're starting to gel. It's starting to play as a unit. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Did we right. talk? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not there with, with that. Only from the standpoint as I look at some of the teams that they've beaten during the streak – and I'm not that impressed. You know, you beat Green Bay with no Aaron Rodgers and a quarterback making his first start. You beat the Giants. You know, I mean, if you take out the, the numbers against – he's killed the Raiders, so I'll give him that. Seven touchdowns, no picks, you know, uh, and the Raiders have been out of those games. But I'm just not seeing 
like uh, the other teams are not that impressive to me, TJ. And I get it. You got to play who's on a schedule, but that's why I don't feel the same way about that defense yet. But you get your. You, we all know this. Anything we do, when we believe in ourselves, that that means a lot more than actually going out there and doing it. When before the game starts, you really believe you're gonna do it. And so, regardless of who they're playing, they believe they're gonna play very well, and that's half of the battle within itself. And so, there, there's some teams in Anfield, the, the Patriots. If they played the Patriots. They're going to beat the Patriots. Everybody's all high on the Patriots and this and that. They're going to beat the Patriots. Hey, hey, hey let, me, let us ask you. I don't want to run out of time. Let, let us ask you about uh, the Urban Meyer situation. And I know you know some of the stuff. He called his coaches and said, you're losers and where did you win? Even though this is his staff that he put together, which sounds crazy. But he's, it's been a disaster to me, TJ, the whole year. From the Tim Tebow to trying to hire that strength and conditioning coach to, to not going back to home with the team and, and the lap dance at his sports bar and just <laughs> like, like, like the list. And then, and then you look at the team, it hasn't, imp- it hasn't improved, TJ, and Lawrence has, has regressed. I'm saying they should fire him at the end of this year, that it just didn't work. If they're losers, he hired a bunch of losers. Right. He right. hired them. But I, this is why I'm not coaching. There's no way. I And coaches, they take – we're grown men. They're, they're grown men in there. They take too much. Like, there's no way I'm sitting in that meeting room and you up there talking to me like I'm nothing. Like, I'm getting fired or they call it <laughs> right. security. Right. <laughs> like, you're not, you're not going to sit up there and talk to me like that. I don't care who you are and – Respect them as men. If you don't like the job they're doing, get rid of them. If that's how you feel, you should have never hired them. And if you were wrong about them, you should get rid of them. But to talk to him like that, if that's what he did, right. is completely wrong because he's going to do that to the wrong person, and we're going to see it on a ticker. You you work with a lot of quarterbacks. We know as they're entering the draft and stuff like that, TJ. What do you think of, of Lawrence? I mean – I, I assume, like everybody else, you liked him going into the draft. Do you kind of blame this on his situation, or are you seeing things in him that are making you have questions about his future? It's 100% his situation. He, he, he trained out here with us um, for, for the draft last year. The Jaguars had the first pick for a reason. No disrespect to any of their receivers, their offensive line. Can you name them? Outside of Marvin Jones, just because he got into it with uh, Herbert Mark, can you name their receivers? We can't. Right. No, I, I no. can because I love the game of football. I can name them. Right. But the, the, the average fan can't name them. And, and so the quarterback, we heap all this praise on them. But they need help. Trevor Lawrence needs help. That's the reason the Jags had the first pick. He needs help up front. And he needs a guy like Devontae Adams on the outside that when I got man-to-man coverage, I know I can go to this guy and he's going to win. He doesn't have that. All right. That's our man, T.J. Hushmanzada. Great stuff as always, brother. We appreciate you. Man, y'all keep up the great work, and I'm pulling for Sheckle City yes. tomorrow, baby. <laughs> we need a, we need a they bounce need back. It badly. <laughs> yes, because it was a 102-100 <laughs> victory. Those damn Warriors Hoosh. and Steph Curry.
What you need to do is give Rob some advice on his picks. <laughs> forget pulling for him. Hey, I, I already send know him what, a text with I, your picks. I know what Hoosh can do because when, the we, best thing. when <laughs> we did the podcast, he was killing it. So I already know. Hey, man, that was a good year for me, Rob. I was at like 70-something percent. Oh, yeah, you killed games. it. I don't know what was going on. Yes. <laughs> All right, brother. Hey, man, peace, man. Care, Have man. a good Keep week. Keep up the great work, fellas. Yep. More Odd Couple coming your way, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I bet you never heard a Christmas carol quite like this. Is that the Yin Yang Twins? You bet it. All right. All right. I guess we'll work with that on a Magic City Monday. (laughs) <laughs> we are live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. It is Chris and Rob, the odd couple. And Rob, you and I have talked about this before, so I, I think we'll be in agreement. We'll see. But Jimmy Garoppolo, he is embattled. He is beleaguered. He's not elite. I get it. He's not elite. And he won't be the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers next year, Rob. No, nope, moving forward. No way. Right. But... That dude wins. I mean, and I I was impressed with him on Sunday. And I thought, like, when Cincinnati came back, made it a game, he marched the 49ers down the field in a minute and set them up for what should have been the game-winning field goal, 47 yards, and Robbie Gould missed it. Then they get down in overtime, and he marches them 75 yards, goes six for six, 78 yards of penalty, so he was able to actually throw for 78 yards on that drive, right. including the game-winning score to Brandon Ayuk. And, Rob, I get it. He's not Aaron Rodgers. But they are 28 and 13. I'm sorry, 29 and 13 in San Francisco in his five years when he starts. It's, it's hard to discount that. How could you right. discount that? You can't. Got to a Super Bowl. Without him, same running backs, same defenders, same Kyle Shanahan offensive genius, and they're seven and twenty-eight without him. I mean, you got to give the guy some no, credit. You have to because he's the common uh, factor in both right. of those stats. Right? There's no way you can you can act like it doesn't matter because it just it, it does matter. Because the numbers are so stark by comparison. Yeah, and and he's I think he just engenders belief. I mean, you've heard, you remember Rob when he first got there, and I think they overpaid him. I mean, they made him the highest paid quarterback ever based on like five games. But they were raving about him. And now they they they're pushing him out the door. And I look, Trey Lance better deliver. That's all I got to say. And, Rob, if Pittsburgh or someone else. I ju- let's, if let's, I'm Pittsburgh, I'd jump on him. Right. I mean, I look, obviously, I, I want Aaron Rodgers. I want Russell Wilson. Right. If he's able to play, I want Deshaun Watson. But outside of those guys, Jimmy Garoppolo, if he went to Pittsburgh, Rob, I think they'd be back in business with Jimmy G. Yeah. I, I'm not going to argue. I mean, the guy uh, – we talk about sports having a short menu, wins and losses, and you can say whatever you want. He wins. Right. He wins. Right. And, right. And it would be crazy to discount that because it's two places now. I mean, I know he didn't have a, a big sample size in New England. 
Two and zero, right? But but I'm just saying. But but Bill Belichick was ready to move on from Tom Brady. Belichick loved him, right? Right. You know what I mean? So so he saw something there, right? That made him want to say, okay, we could go to the next chapter, right? And if the owner didn't step in and say, no, we're keeping Brady, Brady would have been gone before that. Yep, absolutely. Now in San Francisco, you know they've gotten healthy. They're in the playoffs, right? They're the sixty out west. They still got and remember they some were dead, Chris. They were yep. dead. They had lost going back to last year, if I remember correctly. They had lost eight in a row at home. You remember? What we they talking were about? in trouble. Yep, they've gotten healthy. I, Debo Samuel, you know, you, and and I've talked about this. I mean, I don't take it to the extreme like some of these guys, like like say a Brady Papinga, who looks at a Taysom Hill and calls him one of the best football players ever. ever right. Right. But I, I, he's he's off his rocker. But I get the notion of you know what I mean. This is a guy that can catch, he can run, he's tough, he can do a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. I get all that. Debo Samuel is one of those guys, Rob, and he's better than Taysom Hill because he's elite actually as a receiver. But that dude is a bad boy, and he can do it all, and he's healthy. That's helping them. George Kittle has been tremendous at the tight end. Position had some great catches yesterday. He was a big reason they won. If they stay healthy, and we know how tough Bosa is defensively, if they stay healthy, Rob, I they could make some noise. Like they could ruin some a contender's season in the playoffs. I really believe that. I give them a shot. Oh, I, I'm with you. And that team, you have players and stuff who are still on that team and went to the Super Bowl. Right, right. So, right. so they played in big games. You know what I they. They can feel good and say, hey, yeah, we can make this happen. Absolutely. Now, this, this Monday night game, 13-all, early third quarter. Um, if you're a Rams fan, you like where they're at or you – Oh, yeah, no, nah, you're in the game. With, with all the guys out on defense and, right. you know, they got the early uh, you're on interception, the you're on the road, you're in the game. This is what you want. You're in the game. And it looks like that um, Stafford and OBJ have a nice little connection. Yeah, he's got a couple of big catches tonight. Yep, yep. All right, it's the Odd Couple, Chris and Rob. You know what to do. Go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. Download the podcast. Subscribe. Leave us five stars and a comment. And keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app, or SiriusXM Channel 83, you got Jason Smith and Mike Harmon about to bring heat.